Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. Today, this Boss Tip episode was inspired by a listener named Kate, who called in to the Bossed Up Hotline and asked about negotiating a raise. Here's what Kate had to say. I am currently in, I guess, my dream job. I work for an ad agency in the Philadelphia area, and I got this position after deciding to go back to grad school, got my master's. I hadn't really been finding any positions before that, so I made the decision to go back to grad school. And it paid off. I found this job, and I've been in it for almost a year. And I love it. I love the team. I love the atmosphere. I love the work I get to do. I feel like I actually have pride in my work. But as I come up on my one year, I've been thinking, you know, ways to move through the company. And I've kind of noticed a couple problematic trends where there's not a clear-cut line for promotions. One person has to give a presentation. One person doesn't. It's a small company and we're continuously growing. So I think we don't really have the structure set out to grow yet. So we're kind of outgrowing our structures. I've taken on responsibilities. I've helped train new people. So I think I'm definitely on the path to promotion. But as I approach my one year, I wanted to talk about the best ways to kind of negotiate or raise. I've heard some things from people saying there's not a pattern of raises. We don't get them at, you know, Christmas bonus. We don't have like a one-year evaluation. So I would love it if you could talk about, you know, how to how to approach your boss, your director, who you might not have a long-term relationship with. She's only been my director for about three months. And how to approach them and ask for the best ways to present your work and show that you've been dedicated and and a company that might not be receptive to it. Kate, this is such a great question. And it got me thinking about how this time of year, the end of the calendar year, is a wonderful opportunity, a perfect time to set yourself up to get a year-end raise. So for anybody who's been asking for a step-by-step guide on how exactly to do that, today's episode is perfect for you. First, keep in mind that most larger employers will use this time to issue a static across-the-board raise, or sometimes to even take benefits away, depending on how the company performed over the course of this year. Meanwhile, in smaller organizations, you might not have any end-of-year review process in place at all. Either way, a little preparation can go a long way to ensuring that you're able to make the most of this year-end opportunity to make your case and land a raise. So step one, schedule a year-end review. The first step to getting a raise is to ask to ask. You obviously can't just swing by your boss's office and casually ask for a salary bump. So you first want to ask for dedicated time devoted to discussing your performance and compensation. I like to frame this as asking for a meeting to, quote, discuss your future at the company. By using that terminology, you're signaling to your boss that you want to learn, grow, and advance, 
but it's also a way of setting a serious tone. And most importantly, it gives your boss time to prepare herself. So you can ask for this meeting in person or via email, and I recommend taking the initiative to suggest a few times, preferably at the end of the week or on a Friday. That way, however things go down in this conversation, you'll both have a whole weekend apart to do some individual reflection. Step two, prepare your case. Managers at larger organizations go to great lengths to formalize the review and raise conversation in part because it makes it more difficult for you to advocate for yourself. Don't expect them to roll out the red carpet for you to make your case, but come prepared with a list of your achievements and accomplishments from the past year. Did you save the company money? Did you increase retention and reduce turnover? Did you help maintain a happy, productive team, raise funds, reduce costs, keep clients and customers happy? Whatever it is, make sure to explain how you went above and beyond the call of duty. Here's some real talk. Just showing up and doing your job does not warrant a raise. You need to demonstrate with both stories and metrics whenever possible why you're deserving of something more than your base salary. And don't forget to know thy audience. Frame your achievements in terms of what matters most to your boss in particular. What are they most concerned with? Play into their hopes and fears about the team today and tomorrow, because what you're really talking about when discussing the future of your position is the risk your employer faces if you're dissatisfied enough to leave. Step three, make a specific ask. During your review, expect to get feedback on your performance in addition to providing your own take on the matter. Now, assuming that the majority of your employer's feedback is positive, and that's a big assumption there, so keep that in mind, now is the time to make your big move. So even if they offer you a standard across-the-board raise, be prepared with a specific ask of what you're looking for moving forward. Is it higher pay? How much? Be specific. More vacation days? How many? A commission structure so your pay is more directly connected to your productivity? Paint a clear picture of what you're asking for in order to move forward. And whatever it is, tailor your ask to what matters most to you and what might be easiest for your employer to give a little on. If the budget is super tight and they've made that very clear and there's absolutely no funds left over to negotiate for, flex time and the ability to work from home might be easier things for your employer to give on. Make sure you have a few prioritized asks in mind to specifically present to your employer. So if your top priority, your number one ask gets flatly rejected, don't be discouraged. Just pivot to your next priority. Step four, be pleasantly persistent. Women demonstrating assertiveness, like the assertiveness it takes to ask for a raise, are up against some unfortunate double standards. We're way more likely to be seen as selfish or pushy than our male counterparts who exhibit the exact same behaviors. Is this fair? No way. But knowing the bias we're up against means you can take all the precautions possible to mitigate these unfair double standards from costing you your raise. So yes, it makes sense to be especially attuned to appearing as pleasant as possible when asking for more. Smile, 
Lead with your intent, which is to continue to be a proud team player. Use we and us often to point to the collective benefit of finding an acceptable way forward for everyone. It brings me no joy to give this advice, but it's super important for women in particular to be both persistent and firm with your ask while keeping as calm and as warm a demeanor as possible. Should we have to do all this? Of course not. But when it matters most, you might as well play all the cards you can in our imperfect, biased world. And the final step to keep in mind is to follow up in writing. If your boss verbally agrees to some of your requests, or if they defer and say they'll get back to you, make sure to follow up in writing to document the conversation. Email them with a synopsis of the conversation you just had as you perceived it. It's pretty amazing how the exact same conversation might be perceived very differently by two different people. So it's also a good time to clarify if there was any misunderstanding by writing out your take on the matter. Wrap your email up with a preview of next steps, including when you expect to talk about this next. And if you get consistent, solid no's in response to your requests, the next best thing to ask for is a plan of action. Can you request that this issue, your pay, your compensation, be revisited in three to six months? Can you leave the conversation with a clear plan on the expectations you must meet in order for a raised conversation to be on the table again? Whatever your employer can give, make sure to get it in writing by following up via email after the conversation. And truly, if your employer isn't giving you any sense of what your future at this company might look like or what a path to promotion and advancement might entail, it might just be time to cut your losses. Your path forward might just be into a new office next. Now, if you want even more details on mastering the art of negotiation, whether it's a new job offer you're negotiating or a raise at your current employer, you can always get my step-by-step negotiation course, the Get Your Money course, complete with interactive exercises to prepare you to slay your next negotiation conversation. I'll make sure to drop a link to that course in today's show notes and wish you all the best in making the most of year-end review time. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men, and it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak up, 
my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.